So what is a trade buster anyway? Uh, I thought this would be a good topic that would be fitting for the first episode of the Trade Busters podcast because this is not just a funny term that uh, we coined. There's actually a lesson to be learned from this that has in fact really improved my trading um, and which is why it makes the term so endearing to us. So this came about from trading zero DTE SPX options when we used to use market stop orders. And as you know, a market order uh, is basically going to make you subject to the whims of the market, the market makers, and the bid-ass spread. So if you're trying to get out for $3, for example, and the market's moving fast or something crazy happens, the market makers can back off and the spreads widen. And I mean, like, really widen. I'm talking $20 or $50 ask. And, you know, we hear stories about people who used to, you try to get up for three bucks and then all of a sudden you get filled at five or ten or something crazy and that would just be a, a huge loss that you eat um and in fact i i myself got hit what we call it a nuke once where it was fifty dollars you know trying to get up for three and getting out for fifty so that's you know five thousand dollars loss per contract and you know for those of you thinking like this can't be right or something's gotta you know can't be fair or legal and market makers are you know you know screwing you or something and you'd be right so Basically, uh, in the SIBO rulebook uh, for SPX options, there is a, a certain bid as spread that they're supposed to maintain. And they give some tolerance. You know, slippage is just a fact of life. And so a little bit amount of slippage is acceptable. But once you get um, above a certain range, above the threshold, you know, they start calling what's called an erroneous error um, or clearly erroneous, something like that. And basically, you know, when these kind of things happen, you can call in to SIBO or actually you would call your broker, they'll call SIBO, and you can request what's called a trade bust. Um, and just wanna clarify, there is a price improvement in a trade bust. A price improvement is if you got a bad fill and they're willing to sort of refund you some of the money or kind of make your price better after the fact. A trade bust is a full reversal of the trade. They just negate it like it never happened. Now this may sound like a good thing, um, but to, to be frank, I'm not saying that this is something common or that you want to go about trying to do because the fact that you are, if you ever need a bust a trade, that means you've already put yourself at some kind of big risk to begin with. The trade, you know, it's too big or it was not a good environment or something. Um, not only that, the, the bust and trade process itself can, after the fact, subject you to a lot of risk. So I'll give you an example. Let's say I've sold a, a put option. So basically the position is bullish. Um, and the market, you know, crashes or it's, it's moving down very quickly, which causes the, the jump in the ask and you have a, a bad fill. So in this case, if it was kind of a whipsaw or just a temporary market freak out, you got stopped out for the bad price and the market reverses and it picks up and it goes higher. So that strike, you know, basically far out of the money. It's in that case, it's more safe to bust a trade because if they bust it again, they've completely reversed that trade, meaning. You know, when you closed out for the stop, the position's gone, right? So if they reverse the trade and bust it, that S gets put back onto your portfolio. So if the market shoots back up, then that strike would be safe and probably would expire out of the money anyway. So I will mention that, you know, oftentimes you're supposed to call for a bust, you know, no more than 30 minutes after the event happens, but it may not get resolved until after the market actually closes. So in this case, if the position ends up expiring anyways, then they reversed it, you got your money back, and no harm, no foul. But what if the 
market actually continues to go down. So not only did you get a bad fill, but the market continues to go, go down and either is challenging that strike or worse, it would have ended up expiring in the money, you know, maybe not by whatever you got filled out for the stop amount, but it could be the same or worse. In this case, you don't necessarily want to ask for a trade bust because that means that if they put the position back in your portfolio, you don't know when that's going to happen exactly, and you don't know the outcome. And you could easily wind up with a loss that's even greater than you know, what you suffered as a result of the backfill. So if you got filled for like $10, for example, maybe it's worth the risk. You know, cause, um, actually, sorry, take, it back, take that back. If you got filled for $10, it may not be worth the risk to trade bust because what if it expires in the money by $15 or you just really have no control? Now, in the case where I got filled for $50, well, that maybe is worth it because, you know, it was, you probably don't see the market, you know, going down and, and being in the money and your strike for by $50. But anyways, that my, my point is you don't have full control over the situation. So the fact that you can bust a trade and have a reverse isn't always the best thing. Now, why I say that this was a, a, a lesson to be learned and why it's kind of so important. Again, not, not the process of busting itself to say that you should always do this. Although, funnily enough, we, we did kind of make it a badge of honor because among my, my group of friends and traders that I know, you know, there's two or three or four of us that, you know, went through this bad fill and went through the trade busting process. So it's kind of like, okay, you're, you're a trade buster now. So, you know, that, that's kind of where the term was coined. But more importantly, I think the lesson is just knowing that there are things behind the curtain under the hood, so to speak, when you're trading options that most people, you know, obviously, you know, and especially beginners, but you know, most even intermediate or, or advanced traders don't even know about these kind of things. Because at the end of the day, really the lesson I want to take away from this is that knowledge is power, you know, not just, you know, strategies and knowing how to trade, you know, naked puts, cover calls, iron condors, whatever, but just like how options work, you know, and, and even beyond like, learning the Greeks and kind of advanced concept, but like literally how the market works, how the market plumbing works, how execution works, how order flow, um, how brokers handle orders and you know, how the exchange fills orders. And there's, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that most people don't think about. And frankly, maybe they don't need to think about because if you're kind of trading casually or you're, you know, trading um, smaller positions or, you know, maybe you're not trading for a living, but you're trading just to kind of grow your account or, or something. I'm mean, obviously everyone, no one wants to lose money. Everyone wants to make money. But, you know, knowing these kind of things, you know, just like running any kind of business, you know, the more you know about how things work and all the inputs and outputs that, that go into everything, you're going to have more control over the outcome. Um, so anyways, that's the takeaway. For me, and that's kind of the story behind the term, the trade buster, that you guys know, my, my trading page is thetradebusters.com. Um, and now I'm calling this the Trade Busters Podcast. But, but that's the story behind that. Um, and I'll leave it there for now.